0: Singing of of Christmas, the songs of Christmas, the importance of Jesus coming and being our Savior. Uh, It's a busy time, but yet let's not forget the real meaning of what we're celebrating of Jesus coming to be our Savior, to be uh, the Noel, to see what God has done. Uh, And Cameron, the song that you led, Emmanuel, I don't think I have ever heard that song before, but uh, it had some really powerful words of of the precious uh, moments in the manger manger and and just that scene of the sacredness of Jesus, our Savior, being born and the sacred space and just being there and worshiping him for who he is. So thank you so much for leading us. That was great. I, I love Christmas songs. I think one of the first ones you led, I'm not sure I've don't have the order of what was oh come let us adore him uh that's just a beautiful hymn and and i we can still do that come and adore our savior our heavenly father and just worship him and adore him for who he is so thank you so much for worshiping thank you sunday school teachers for teaching uh keith and i'm not sure who taught the little children but thank you so much uh for doing that and scott for what you're doing here and uh, with our adults class, uh, I, I learned a lot this morning and I'm excited to even just keep learning and seeing uh, what you come up with and where we come out. Even as a church, um, there's so many aspects that we can relate, that's, that, that's relatable to personal, marriage, business, church, family. It's gonna, it can apply to so many different things in our life. So hopefully we can all uh, learn from that. All right, we're going to have the offering, and then we're going to have a couple announcements that we have coming up. Uh, The offering is for the building fund this morning, so uh, we'll have a word of prayer for that, and then we will keep moving here this morning. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you are worthy of our worship. You're worthy of our praise, and Father, we just sang that here we are to worship you. Here we are to adore you, and Lord, I truly believe That's why we are here. And so, Lord, I pray that it wouldn't just be something that happens here on a Sunday morning that we come to worship you and adore you, but it would be a lifestyle. And so we do truly worship you and adore you and say thank you. Thank you for this Christmas season of just remembering and celebrating the birth of our Savior. The the, the best gift that we could have. Oh, and the thing that we needed most was a Savior, and that's what you get. That's what you came to be, our Savior. And so, as we celebrate Christmas this season, I pray that we would not forget Christ in Christmas. Uh, Thank you for the way you bless us. Thank you for this building this morning, Father. We're in a building with heat, and we want we're grateful for that. So, as we give to the building fund, uh, Lord, I pray a blessing on the gift that's given, but also on the giver. Uh, So thank you for jobs and the ability to work, that we have income, and so also as we give, uh, that it would just be a complete picture of honoring you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you, Daniel. So the offering is for uh, the building from this morning. Uh, Several announcements coming up. Tomorrow night is men's meeting. Uh, I know it's the week before Christmas, but last time at a men's meeting, I think almost most people wanted to have it this week, so we're going to have it uh, tomorrow night. We're going to watch session four. Uh, but then I'm also going to get pizza and wings in for those of you that want supper at 630. So some of you responded. Uh, if you didn't respond, if you're going to be there for, for, for wings and pizza, raise your hand. Daniel. Derek. Yeah. People that didn't respond. If you re- responded on email or text, I know some of you replied and said you will be there. Uh, I have that. If you didn't reply and you're going to be there, I want to know that. Okay, just stick your hand up. Malin. Lauren. All right, great. So figure 630, I'll have food there at 630, and then uh, we'll, we'll uh, roll, with the, roll with the evening then as well. All right, any announcements on Thursday night, Keith? to read that, um, let me know sometime between now and basically. Okay. So we are talking about our Thursday evening. Uh, our Christmas service is Thursday evening. This coming Thursday evening. Next Sunday morning, we do not have a service here. So uh, Thursday evening here at 630. Uh, and Keith and AJ are, are heading that up. But uh, So some an opportunity that Keith just shared is if you like scripture reading, uh, publicly why uh, make sure you talk to him how many people do you need three or four Three or four. all right so make sure you talk to Keith do it today that way he can uh, make his plans we're going to be here for lunch at least some of us uh, so let him know if you're interested in that all right any other announcements I guess Wednesday evening is the school the school Christmas uh, program I want to make sure I say the right words. Uh, So everyone's invited to that. And I don't have a whole lot to say about that one other than everyone's invited. Any other announcements? All right. How about birthdays this week? Do we have any birthdays coming up this week? When's your birthday? When's Elise's birthday is this week? On Christmas Day. Well, we're going to sing happy birthday for Elise because we're not going to be here uh, next Sunday. So let's sing happy birthday to Elise. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Elise. Happy birthday to you. Alright, she was back there and had her head going like this, so I I, I think maybe she knew something's going up. Alright. Happy birthday. Alright, we're going to keep rolling. We have lunch. Um, you can smell lunch. Cameron was already about fit to be tied back there earlier uh, because he's, he's uh, smelling the lunch. But uh, we'll... Several things we want to go through here this morning, yeah. Last week, just reflecting a little bit about last week, uh, the two times previous we were talking about tests, and then last week I had those ten things up on the the board and then that you graded yourself on. Uh, Did you make any progress this week? Are you in the same spot where you were last week with the ones that you were really working on? I see your head shaking yes, your head shaking yes, okay. How about some of you? Did you, were you proactive in trying to self-better yourself at the things that you need help with or ones that you didn't give yourself a good grade on? I'm not here to put you on the spot, but I am here to say that if you don't do anything about it, that's usually where it stays unless you're proactive on becoming better on becoming healthier it's going to happen if you're not proactive it's not going to happen so i'll just go over that list of 10 again just so you have it i'm not going to touch on them this morning but uh the list that we that you graded yourself on last week was were uh thoughts loving god loving others fear versus faith the endurance test your prayer life, your Bible reading, your heart care, we were talking about a spiritual sense there, parenting, and then gratefulness versus complaining. So, those are the things that we talked about. Um, and talking about heart care, Lauren, it's good to have you here. Um, it's just a blessing. And you know, we're just going to thank God. I know we prayed for you uh, several weeks ago before the surgery. Uh, and we're good at praying and asking God, and sometimes we completely forget to thank God. So we're just going to take this time right now and thank the Lord for your recovery and the way the surgery has going so far. Uh, so Father in Heaven, thank you so much that you are God, you are good. And Lord, we, we sang that this morning. God is so good. God is so good. And it's easy for us to say that you're good when we have reports like Lauren And we do want to say thank you for that. Thank you so much for the surgery going well, for how Lauren is feeling, and uh, the the, the health that he has, that he's experiencing, that he can be here this morning. Lord, thank you. We just want to honor you and praise you for knowing that you care about us and you have our best in mind. But we just want to say thank you for Lauren and uh, the, the healing that is taking place in his body. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, one more, I don't remember which day it was. I hopped in my truck, and as I hopped in, the radio turned on, I guess obviously because it was on from before, and I just got the end of a survey. I don't know who all they surveyed and what the survey all included, but as I hopped in, this is what I heard. They did a survey, and they asked some children what they wish for Christmas. What is their Christmas wish? Now, I didn't get it complete, okay? So I'm putting some pieces together, but I did get that, that they put this out. And I don't know how old these children were. I don't know how many. You know, was it from a certain area? I don't know. But this is what I got. This is what they were talking about that these children wished for for Christmas. One was, I wish my dad was there. I wish my parents would be together. I wish we could do things as a family. Those are some of the wishes. And so when I heard that, I, you know it's, it, it, it probably wasn't this typical two and three year old because they weren't asking for bikes and trikes and skateboards and basketballs. Uh, so it was probably uh, maybe a little older children, but either way, and I was processing some of that and just preparing for Christmas, do not take your family and your relationships for granted. Because there are thousands of people, even adults I'm sure, that if they could really get something they, they wish for Christmas, it would be together as a family. or would be together, you know, get together as your, with my children or, or their parents. There's a lot of people don't have that opportunity Relationships are very important And so coming up, you know preparing for Christmas Do not take relationships lightly Make it a good family time Invest in your family, invest in your relationships Because it's something that is is so important And so valuable Then even more than that don't miss Christ This Christmas, we get so busy with things uh, that it's easy to miss Christ. Uh, Christmas is something that probably the biggest holiday that people prepare for. You know, prepare for it. People were preparing for probably several months. Uh, You know, you don't prepare several months out ahead for July 4th or even Easter. You don't prepare that much out ahead. So it is a big deal. There's a lot of preparation goes in, a lot of planning goes into Christmas, but don't miss Christ. This Christmas we're going to look at three different people this morning and we're going to see what we can learn from them all three of these people were in the Christmas story we're going to start in Matthew chapter 2 verse 3 and we're going to see what we can learn from these people so Matthew chapter 2 is where it talks about the wise men coming I'm going to read start reading in verse 1 Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east, came to Jerusalem saying, they're asking Herod this, okay? So the wise men are coming and they come to Herod and they're telling him, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east. We have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, He was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. So we're going to stop right there, and we're going to look at this story a little bit. So Herod is the king. And these wise men show up, and they come to him, and they say, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? Where is this king? Now, it says Herod is troubled, and rightly so. Who has the audacity to come to a king and ask, where is the king? I am the king. I'm talking about Herod. I really believe that's who Herod was. Are you kidding me? I am the king of the Jews, and you're coming to me, and you're asking, where is a king? If you read on down in the chapter, it it, it doesn't give us a description of Herod here, but if you read on down, you find out who Herod was. He was so, uh, he wanted to get rid of Jesus, this other king, so bad. He went and killed a bunch of the other babies. Uh, if you, what's, what's on down, I'm not even sure if it's in this chapter. It's, it's somewhere to where he killed all the babies two years and under. That's who this king was, and that's who the wise men came to. So you have Herod, It's like, what do you mean you're looking for another king? I'm sitting right here. Herod not only is king of people, but I think he was also king of his own life. He was master of his life. And he had no room for any other king in his life. And I'm wondering about us. Are we masters of our own life that we have no room for a king, any other king? Which I'm talking about any other king, Jesus Christ. We like to be masters of our own life. We like to control our life. We like to control our destination, uh, our destiny, our life, our plans. A lot of it is centered around us. I think that's who Herod was. Do you have room for another king in your life? Or you like Herod and say... I am king. What do you mean? There's no one else going to be king in my life. Is that who you are? So that's something I want to learn from King Herod this morning. There was no room for another king in his life. But is there a room for King Jesus in yours? Second people, this year's... uh, People I want to talk to, same chapter, Matthew chapter 2, verse 4. So we have the wise men coming to Herod, asking for the king. Where is this king? Herod is troubled, probably up, very upset. Verse 4, it says, when he had gathered all the chief priests together and the scribes together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So the next people we're going to talk about are these chief priests and scribes. So Herod's like, all right. I'm going to go to the scribes and I want to ask them, where is this king that these wise men are talking about? So he goes to these scribes, the chief priests. These are the people that know what's going on. They're, you know, dressed up and they probably had all the schooling. They had all the knowledge. They knew the scriptures. And of course, so, so Herod goes to them and says, hey, where is this king that they're talking about? And they answer him. Verse 5, they said to him, oh, yeah, we know about this. In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet. So they knew exactly what, where Jesus was to be born or where this king was to be born because it was prophesied. They knew this. And it says in verse 6, this is a uh, direct quote. Uh, a direct quote. This was a direct prophecy from Micah 5 to 700 years earlier. Direct quote right here in verse 6. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah. Notice it names the place. Bethlehem is just like this small, insignificant town. Are not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So they knew the scriptures. They knew what was prophesied. They knew that there was supposed to there was going to be a ruler and a king born in Bethlehem. And now here it happened. And Herod's asking them about it, "Where, you know, what what what's up? Where is Jesus to be born?" They knew the scriptures. They knew what was supposed to happen. But they never made the trip to go see Jesus. Jesus was born in their lifetime. And they saw a prophecy, something that was prophesied 700 years earlier. They knew it. It came to pass. And they missed it. Jesus. They never went to actually go and see him. A lot of people know scripture. They know what the Bible says. They know who Jesus is, who he says to be. They memorize scripture. Talk about scripture. But never reach out to them to have a personal relationship with them. That's what I see happening here with the chief priests and elders. They missed Jesus, they had the knowledge, but they didn't go and actually see Jesus. So, do you have the knowledge? I'm asking that knowing that this group of people here have the knowledge. But so many people have knowledge, but yet don't go and actually visit Jesus and don't go to where they invite him into their heart or have this personal relationship with Jesus that Jesus is longing for. They completely miss him. Number three, the third person we're going to talk about in this uh, story is... The innkeeper. We're gonna learn we're gonna go to Luke chapter two for that one. So if you want to scroll back to Luke two, and we're gonna read that. Luke chapter two. I'm gonna start in verse one. It came to pass in those days. A decree went out from all Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own town. Joseph also went from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was so that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So we're going to talk about uh, the innkeeper here for a little bit. So a decree went out, all right? And this is a, a, we, we all know this, but everyone needed to go to their hometown to register. And so David obviously had to go as well, which he did. So I'm sure this was a very chaotic and busy time. Like people were all traveling, going back to their hometowns to be registered. Uh, So towns, I'm sure, were hopping because there's just a lot of people coming. Uh, You know, you get just families getting together and uh, just a lot is going on. A lot of travel is going, happening. Uh, I'm sure the motels were full because lots of visitors coming. So it was a very busy time. And Joseph comes to the innkeeper and probably like a whole list of other people wants a place to stay. And the innkeeper tells Joseph, no, I don't have any room for you. Now, if the innkeeper really knew who Joseph was, and what was about to happen, would have he made room for Joseph and Mary? Like, if you own an inn, wouldn't you make space for someone like that? Now, I don't, I, I don't think the innkeeper knew who Joseph was, but just to think about it a little bit, if he would have, would have it made a difference? So Joseph comes to the innkeeper, and the innkeeper says, There's "No room. I don't have any room for you tonight in the inn." He had a lot going on. I'm guessing finances stuff was really doing good because if you were a hotel owner at that point, you were doing quite well because you're coming in, you're full. You know, the no vacancy sign is lit. Uh, cash is flowing. Economy is really good this weekend for sure, or week, however long it was. Uh, So it was a good busy time. Yet there was no room for Jesus. We're in a busy time. There's lots of planning. There's shopping. There's family get-togethers. Traveling. Do you have room for God right now, this Christmas, amidst your busyness, your schedule, or is God coming to your heart and knocking? And you're like, I have nah, no room. It's like the innkeeper. And you say, I'm full. The Lord's not going to force his way into your heart, but my question is this morning, do you have room for him this Christmas? Let's not miss Christ this Christmas. Let's make room for him. Not just at Christmas, but for sure, um, during Christmas time for sure. So we have the three people we talked about. We had King, King Herod. Who doesn't have room for anyone else on the throne except him? Do you have room? Are you on the throne or is God on your throne? We talked about the chief priests and scribes who knew the scriptures. But yet didn't go and see Jesus. We may have knowledge. But do you have a relationship with Jesus? And then we have the innkeeper who said, there's no room. Do you have room? So this Christmas, don't take Christ out of Christmas. Make sure you have room. Did you get that song, Lloyd? Okay. We're going to wrap it up with a with a song here. Um, and I'm just going to encourage you to, to close your eyes or, or whatever you can do just to best uh, listen to this. And... Uh, let it let it speak to you so go ahead lloyd when you're when you're ready I'm not sure this is the right one. Didn't it say I have instrumental on the front? I want the one with vocal, Uh, there is one with lyrics. I don't think this is the right one. Yeah, no, I want the, uh, just give us a second. (laughs) Where's my wife at? Ernie just asked me to sing. (laughs) I could get it here just in a second Um, I want the one with lyrics Uh, see if we can find it here Um, yeah see that was just an instrumental track if you just um, try again Scroll down. Hmm. Alright, this is the one that I had wanted. Why don't you you put up in the... Huh. Okay. Because I had this... Now watch me for a
1: A family hiding. The mm-hmm. family. found no place at the keeper's door it was for this a child was born to save a world so cold and hollow a sleeping town they did not know that lying in a manger low, a savior king who had no home Come to heal our sorrows Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart For God to write his story? When you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for his poor
0: long to be in our hearts, in control of our hearts, filling our hearts. Father, so often we just get so um, just busy and distracted and so many things that we fill up our hearts with other things and we don't have room for you father may that not be the case for any of us here this morning I pray that we would make room for you in our hearts this Christmas that we would not be like the innkeeper and say there is no room but we would say yes Lord there is room in my heart for you just to come in and to be our king and to be our savior And to have an intimate relationship with you. Thank you, Father, that you just long to be in our hearts. And I pray for each person here, each one that's listening, that we would make room and we would just experience that intimate connection and relationship with you. Our Lord, our God, our Savior, our Creator. And so, Lord, thank you for what you're doing this morning. In our hearts be glorified Lord. I want to thank you for each person that's here I pray a blessing on each person that's here and father as we prepare for Christmas uh, that we would remember the true meaning of why we're celebrating and that's because you came and to be our Savior and we want to celebrate that Jesus Christ being our Savior so thank you father for being our Savior thank you for this time to where we can and we do remember uh, and celebrate christmas and i pray that we could keep christ the center of christmas thanks for the food we're about to eat lord uh just a blessing to be able to have food and fellowship i pray that we could uh, honor you so bless the food bless the hands that prepared it and lord as we go from here i just pray a blessing on on each family on each person that uh, this week would be a week of just being all that you intended us to be experiencing all the things that you experience that you have for us to experience this week, so Father, um, use us for Your glory and purposes, and thank You for what You're doing in our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen.